Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life, conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical, and joyful. Today's show is Friendship in COVID. In a world where technology allows us to stay in touch with friends from all over the world, even when we're not allowed to see each other in real life, what are the ups and downs of friendships? What are we missing? And what makes a true friend in this time and in all times? I'm your host, Peter Holmes, and today I'm joined by Ryan Galliott, artist, resident geek, and co-host today. And friend. <laughs> and friend. Yes, definitely the friend part. And uh, also, speaking of friends, Cormac McCann, philosopher, sports fan, and co-host as well, and friend. Okay, I was wondering whether I was going to get that or not. I'm glad we're there and we sorted out that piece of our relationship, Peter. Thank I was holding my You've breath. You've been listening to our previous episodes. In the anniversary episode, we had a bit of a shot at Cormac, and he, he took it as a friendship thing, which I'm glad. I was talking to an American once, and they, they were quite horrified that my um, boss, uh, you know, mocked me, as in teased me, and he it's just not done in, a, in the American context. And um, certainly not. He, he introduced me saying, this is the young man who causes me all the trouble. And um, they thought he thought it was hor- horrifying. <laughs> and uh, then he realized, oh, wait, you're his mate. So you're allowed to say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't you but just reply young... and say, in Australia, we speak the truth? Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The topic of friendship has come up a lot lately, um, <laughs> as in people are very lonely and some people are, are struggling uh, with loneliness and also just the lack of regular activities, the things that we used to, like casual hangouts, the, um, the sports, um, friendship groups, work, all these things that we normally rely on for staying in touch with people have uh, taken a hit lately. And we're stuck indoors a lot of the time, although you could go outside, but it is winter. So we're spending a lot of time indoors. <laughs> friendship has become, I think, more important and keeping in contact and staying together, all those sorts of things. What about you guys? Have you found uh, more or less important um, to have friends at this time. Yeah, I mean, I've really, uh, I've always enjoyed my gaming time, but I, I spoke, I've spoken previously about, I have a regular group of, uh, of people I chat with while I play games in the evenings. Um, and I've found that those conversations have really, I think, intensified a little bit more now that uh, people haven't been going out and getting their dose of sociability <laughs> outside. It actually reminded me the other day. I introduced my cousins to the movie uh, uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks. Oh right! <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the whole talking to Wilson, years. and I thought, hey, this is just like COVID. <laughs> so we all need a Wilson. Is that what you're saying? We all, we all need to get ourselves a Wilson. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I think that might be yeah. a new catchphrase of COVID: finding your Wilson. <laughs> Find hashtag, hashtag this is my Wilson. <laughs> this is my Wilson. <laughs> no, and then and then when we protest the government, it's hashtag hands off my Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one needs to be said in context. Um, Cormac, <laughs> Cormac, um, what about you and friendship? How's that been during COVID? Uh, well, something I have become more aware of actually is especially in the time where we have to I guess be more intentional about the times we have with friends uh Mm -hmm. and so it's not just about oh we can meet up like we always used to we have to think of time and place and whether it's going to be convenient and whether it's going to be crowded or you know um and I found I've done more uh trips to the park with kids and you know other dads and it's just like all right we're gonna have to meet up at the park in the daytime as opposed to Mm -hmm. rendezvous at the pub on Friday night to watch 
uh, you know, the Roosters beat the Broncos again or something like that. Um, yeah. And it certainly made me aware as well about the friends I have who are either interstate or regional or uh, a considerable distance who we'd normally uh, want to plan ahead for. So we normally would want to drive down and see some friends. Uh, it might be in Melbourne. Uh, it might be north of the border in Queensland, which is only just recently opened, was closed for a very long time. Uh, and those kinds of things aren't – we can't just do it freely anymore. Uh, and yeah. so that does create, I guess, um, to, you know, reflect on my more sensitive side when it's there, um, is I guess that longing to, 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 to reach out and, and reconnect uh, yeah. and that for all the, the fantastic, you know, WhatsApp group conversations you can have or the, yeah. um, the, the, the uh, video calls and Zoom chats and things like that, that is not an endorsement of Zoom. I just used it as an example of many <laughs> platforms. Uh, yeah, there is that longing for that, um, that personal for reconnection. For the record, This Catholic Life does not use Zoom to record. Go on. No, no, <laughs> Sorry, that, that's my point. <laughs> um, just you, you talked about there time for reflection, time to think, time to to really consider things. Do you think um, this time has made us re- sort of reflect on not only what friendship is, but you know, on the friendships we have? I mean, I've found myself reevaluating. You know, I'm in contact with these people a lot, but now that I'm not in contact with them, is are we still? You know, is the, is the friendship based on a casual acquaintance or, you know, do we just happen to pass each other by a lot? Um, or is there something that I actually miss and want to seek out when when I'm missing it? Do, do you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah, I, I guess I certainly do. But I think that also runs a risk just in that last bit you said there on making it what do I get out of this relationship kind of thing? And I think that's a, um, it's an interesting, I guess, take on it is about. Um, well, now, hang on. You're twisting my words a little bit there. I didn't, <laughs> I said, seek them out. Like, so if I'm missing it, sometimes it can be that I really miss just being able to be there for a friend. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm saying what they give me. I'm just saying that there's a certain element of a relationship that you you really do miss um, when you when you don't have it. And there's other times when you, you just happen to be hanging around the place. I've, I've noticed it when I've moved into state several times that you kind of find out who's your friend on the long term because people will stay in touch, whereas most of the people that you hung out with where you were, it was circumstantial. You just happened to be in the same place and it was convenient to be in the same place. Mm, that's a good distinction, I think, yeah. And, and I, yeah, I guess that's a really useful point to, that people do really think about to guess that what quality time actually is and then you know recognizing that you know we're not here for a long time you know life is 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 short <laughs> life <laughs> is short uh but not to sorry it's it's a it's an overused point but you know we, we have there was recently an episode um aired on on channel seven of you know some just stories of, of, of people who um who have lost their lives too young uh right. and uh and and you've got to recognise that, you know, well, okay, I can just let kind of the, the day run me if I want or I can recognise that in this limited, this, in this time of confinement, I can really try and be as proactive as I can because in many ways my choices have been limited, they've been restricted. So yeah. how do I then maximise, how do I do it to, to I guess, uh, engage more deeply with those who I really do care about most or who maybe need me the most at this time? Yeah, that's a good point. Who the ones who need you? Like Jesus says about the the Samaritan, you know, um, who was a neighbour to the man, not not who should I be a neighbour to? You know, who needs me right now? That's a good mm. point. 
box. What's interesting is uh, I've I've noticed something along the lines of that is that there are a few friends I had beforehand that it was sort of situational. We'd we'd see each other at certain places and and we we're friends because of that and you know that developed. But something that a few of my friends uh, uh, really like to champion was that a tr- you know you're a true friend when you haven't seen each other in years, but when you do see each other, it's like no time's passed. And I find a lot of those friends also don't make the effort to either contact me or to respond when I contact. Whereas there's other friends that we don't talk about that, but we've made effort during this right. period to keep in contact, to, to chat, to, to you right. know, so things like that. There, so. there's, you've just put your finger on something that really, really frustrates me. I'm a sort yeah. of person who admittedly is pathological in responding to emails and messages and everything. I just can't stand it when I haven't responded to someone, even if it's to say, sorry, I'll get back to you later or something. Yeah. Uh, and some very good friends of mine, including my own brother, just don't respond to messages ever, like ever. <laughs> and it's just infuriating because I, I know we have a good relationship. Like we have an excellent relationship, but it's just something about the, the you know text messages. It's just something mm. about that medium that, mm. it, you know, you can feel completely isolated because someone doesn't just doesn't use the medium or doesn't feel that way. Um, as long as you don't follow up with 37 other messages. You know, <laughs> have you replied? Have you replied? Each message is one letter. Yes. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? Please answer me. No, no. I just It's just an interesting thing because I, I text are just a part of my language. You know, I just keep flicking conversations back and forth with different people in different kinds of uh, text mechanisms. But... It's uh, it's funny to see someone who just simply doesn't use them. They just simply refuse to not refuse to communicate that way. They would rather talk on the phone or in person mm. or whatever. Nicole Kidman and Keith Irvin don't um, don't text. They said they'll only um, either write letters to each other or speak to each other in person because they wanted to, uh, I guess, preserve, um, I guess, a level of intimacy for how they engage with one another. And I found that really interesting when they kind of flagged that. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that everyone needs to look to them as a as an iconic couple yeah. to kind of emulate, but it was a really interesting point about uh, cherishing, uh, I guess, quality time as well as the means that we communicate with each other. Yeah. Mm. Well, texting is good for information. So when my wife sends me a shopping list, it's excellent for that. It's just not so great for actually communicating anything where it might be misunderstood or might be <laughs> understood <laughs> as being snippy or something like that. It's a it's a weird sort of um, relational thing. Although it's funny, my wife and I, when we were dating, made a pact with each other. We would never, ever hang up the phone, never, until we'd both agreed that the conversation was over. So it was one of the <laughs> not, things not that- No, you hang up. No, you hang <laughs> no, up. No, no, no. You, you have not met my wife more. if you think that. I, I love <laughs> you <laughs> more. She would not be involved in anything so pathetic. <laughs> Um, she would be quite willing to hang up. In fact, um, no, the it was more about when if we ever got angry with each other, we'd never just hang up. And what you can do yeah. with a text is kind of snippily flick off a text mm. and never answer the next one, which is, I think, the text equivalent of hanging up. You know, if you just stop talking yeah. to someone, it, I mean, the, the text sort of communication or online communication of any kind, Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, does lend itself to many misunderstandings, and we tend to get fairly snippy, don't we? I mean, not us necessarily personally, but you see it online that something which could have been interpreted more charitably suddenly gets taken the wrong way and then people are going back and forth more angrily. Someone was saying they'd lost uh, over a third of their friendship list. This is an American friend. And over a third of their friendship list had gone missing over COVID just because people 
sort of started arguing about various things. That seems to, to me to indicate there's not just the issues between the friends, but there's actually a tension which, which is affecting us all, and it sort of makes things worse than they actually are. Would you say that's true, that this, this these circumstances sort of pushing us all a little bit and we're, the strains, if you like, are coming onto friendships and relationships? I found, I found uh, there is that kind of, um, what they call it, uh, cabin fever, definitely. Cabin fever, happening. yes. <laughs> that uh, it, it sort of plays, you know, when they, they had those psychological tests where they'd play a high-pitched sound in the background and see how it affects everyone. I, I feel like it's that kind of pressure. And yes. everyone just got a little bit of agitation coming into every conversation and you just got to say one word or say one thing and suddenly things blow up a little bit and and then people realize where it's gone and sort of bring it back down a little bit. Um, yep. I've, I haven't really had that so much in my experience, but um, I have witnessed it. Uh, in I, I work in retail and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have to say, you know, we, we were watching a news thing on you know, you just watch the look at the news channels and watching a news report which was saying that New South Wales might be coming into a in, into a wave of the COVID stuff. Yeah. And uh, one of my children said a word that I, I don't let, normally let them say, and uh, and I went to correct them, but I thought, no, that about sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good summary of the it's situation accurate, right there. So, yeah. so, isn't this the time though when friendship actually matters? When things are under strain? Mm. When things um, get tougher? especially um, when friends might be losing jobs or struggling financially. And we, what we're seeing is that that's more likely to happen to more and more people as we get mm. further into this crisis. And, and just mental health. I mean, people with friendships um, struggling, uh, their personal um, anxiety, uh, mm. financial strains, all these kinds of things coming together, it's going to be a time when friendship matters all the more and it's going to become more difficult to be a good friend to people. Yeah, I think that's the point, Peter. That's that's exactly where I think it'd be really great to really unpack for a minute here just that, yeah, friendship does really matter more, but the circumstances make it harder. So I think it's like, yeah, we need to be better friends. Great. How do we do that when, say, there might be, you know, restrictions coming through that, you know, restrict our movement, say, for exercise. That's like, okay, well, maybe we could exercise together as friends. But, you know, people who are particularly lonely and then vulnerable as a result at this time, well, maybe you can't go to their house and visit them. But may, but we've talked about how um, that personal connection is really important, being in someone's mm. presence. So mm. it's, it's, it's a tough one that I guess that, from a policy perspective anyway, it's hard to address because it's kind of, I guess, the the main response this time has been pitched as a uh, the, the economic consequences versus the health consequences, but health being mm. in the sense of the number of people that contract the virus and the strain on the uh, health system. But yep. the, the crack, the big crack between it all is well, what happens to the people who lose their jobs or um, yeah. are already vulnerable for their mental health? Uh, yep. It's something that I don't think we talk about enough, so great to chat more about that. Yeah, and I think, honestly, it's the thing you said right at the start there is how do you do it? Um, I, I, that comes back to what a friendship is. So a friendship surely is not about, you know, just me wanting to hang out with someone or, or play Xbox. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong with Xbox, but I'm just saying. No, definitely not. No. A, a friendship, we can talk a friendship about that is, offline. <laughs> a friendship is more about flourishing of somebody else. So yeah. you, when you mm. care about somebody yeah. else enough to want them to flourish, 
Now, in that case, if, if it's about their flourishing, there's all kinds of ways we can contribute to that which are selfless, that don't have to involve me being there, if you like, physically. Now, clearly, physical presence is one very important way. We're incarnational beings. We, we have a body, and those bodies actually communicate. It's very serious and, and important. You know, we send if you really want to um, make me happy, send me a pizza. You know, <laughs> you can be there. There's Delivery. gestures of friendship. I was going to say, what if flowers, I lost my I job, thought... Peter? <laughs> well, well, that's true. I did, but, but you know, one of one of my dear dear friends actually sewed a face mask and sent it to all her friends. And and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of little gestures which which don't cost a lot of money, but they show you've got, you know, you've put effort into the communication. Even honestly, yeah. people writing letters is a lost art. Physically yeah. writing a letter, if you get a letter that's handwritten and, you know, even if it's one page and it's, it's you know, sent in the mail, that, that's kind of cool. As long as your letters aren't like those short messages you get on uh, on your phone. Like, uh, hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Don't forget the carrots. Love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm just saying that there are opportunities which are not necessarily limited to the traditional way friends, you know, friends don't always mm. have to go and watch the football together. Friends can do other things, a bit more inventive things. And maybe it's time we break, break out of some of the the stupid molds, especially of the masculine friendships. There's too many restrictions on masculine friendships already. We don't need to limit it to those in this time. We can find other ways to be friends, I think. I know there are a thing that goes on that people organise like um, movie dates. Like they all yeah. tune in. Like I, I don't know. Maybe watch it's a, parties. Yeah, watch parties. That's right. And everyone like, yeah. plays a movie at the same time. It's kind of like when you're sitting next mm-hmm. to people on an airplane. I don't advise travel at this time, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, they all you press play on the movie at the same time, and so yeah. you- no, no, they have a streaming thing, Cormac. There's a, you can you can actually watch. There's a whole bunch of different programs you can do it, and I'm not going to advertise any one of them. But you can actually sit in the same room, and one of you streams a movie, and the others watch it. And you can, you can have a, just literally chat over the top of it, which annoys the yeah. crap is out of me, by the way. Can you feel the participant like you can? On- <laughs> yeah, you can, but it sort of leaves you a bit, <laughs> leaves the point of being in the chat room a bit yeah. silly. Or you can just agree to sit and watch it and have a, you know, have a, a bio break halfway through it or something and, you know, chat about what, how it's going. Some, some people are doing it with episodes. Um, like they'll watch an episode of something, have a chat, sit down, go and get a drink or something, come back and have another episode or something. I know that uh, some people are doing that for dates, like they're watching a movie together. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that does. But, oh, well, I mean, there's different ways of doing it. I mean, Box mentioned before playing some games online and there are all kinds of things. Like there's even word scrabble kind of games if you're, if you're not into the, the high-tech ones. Um my kids yeah, like are shared playing. activities, though, you know. Yeah, you know, maybe you can both right. set up a burst each other in a game of darts. You know, you well, both my kids are playing a kind of a a version. It's a game called Terraria, which is kind of like a Minecraft oh, nice. thing, but it's two dimensional. So that they build yeah. worlds with all their friends online. So we've set them up on these limited accounts where friends their own age can get on and build these worlds together. It's quite um, social. That kind of works for them. I'm not terribly <laughs> into that sort of thing at the moment, but. Uh, what about us? I mean, how do we go about just just some practical tips on friendship? Well, I'm very fortunate, I guess, to have um, plenty of friends in my local area. My local area in the uh, in the Blue Mountains, where we are being quite um, uh, 
quite naturally spaced in terms of the population density. Uh, and so there's ample opportunity, I guess, again, being intentional about it to select time and place and date that's not going to be too crowded uh, and uh, going for, for, for walks. Being just again taking the chance to, to, to be outside. I, one of the things I find particularly challenging working from home is the um, being glued to a screen the for, for the entire day. So you, normally you'd have office meetings, so you'd walk out for your your, your coffee, um, or you come back in. So there's that natural breakup in the day. Yep. Um, yep. But now we everything has to be conducted through you know the the virtual medium. And uh, I just find my eyes and my head are just, you know, they're just done by the end of the day. For So I'm not actually that keen to watch a movie at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, anything but a screen, please. Yeah. Um, yep. And so, yeah, so having the chance to um, get out and meet up at the park, um, take, you know, everyone takes their dog for a walk, for example, they're really useful. But it also makes me very aware as well of, uh, the friends who I have uh, that are in areas that are, you know, locked down or close to being locked down and recognising that, um, again, this is something that oh, not everyone actually can get out and do this right now. Um, yeah. and, and there's a real kind of, a real solidarity, I guess, there, there you know, where you're just like, that's, it's a, it's a pain that, you know, it's probably that you can, you can feel and it's probably worth, I guess, again, breaking down that masculine barrier and reaching out and saying, hey, this must suck. How are you like going with it yeah. all? Yeah. yeah. Look, I found that I've uh, gotten to know some of my friends a lot better, um, you know, when you're hanging out and stuff like that. And uh, y- you talk about things and, uh, but with this COVID period, we've, we've started watching shows uh, as in not together, but I'd mentioned some and they'd mentioned some and we'd talk about it afterwards and just getting to know the ideologies ideologies that they have behind some of their thinking and why they like shows. Um, and that almost always then goes down into how it reflects on how they're feeling and how they're going about their life right now. It sounds like a um, modern book club. Yeah, kind of. Um, and what, what's been happening is it, it's, I mean, I've got one... Uh, friend uh who he and his wife uh got a dog not long before the whole lockdown and stuff and i'd listen maybe for for half an hour or so of him talking about the problems they have with their dog you know and and this and that but but getting to know them in that kind of personal space um has been really interesting and and uh it it sort of revealed more about myself as well Mm. And how patient I am and how willing I am to listen to my friends about what they're going through. You're a good man, um, Box. I'm afraid that um, COVID has revealed almost the opposite in me, the, how, how impatient I am. <laughs> <laughs> We've had, uh, particularly in the area of faith, I have to say that um, lots of people I shared the faith with, share the faith with, and have struggled, generally speaking, over COVID because as faith has become more important to us, mostly because we're faced with the possibility of death, but also any kind of crisis like this that shakes us up makes us think about the meaning of life, the universe and everything. But as it's become more important, lots of people have become more active in what they think and what they say, and they're Mm. grasping at different things out there. And unfortunately, some of those things are quite, um, I think, a little bit silly. Some of the stuff, especially coming out of America, you just from both sides of the the, the sort of the spectrum, you think, what the heck are you on about? And most some people are just grabbing it as because they're looking for anything, and I or sometimes they just have an opinion about what's going on now. And we're all quite invested in this emotionally, and it's quite big in our lives. And so we're all a bit more passionate than usual, and that has been mm-hmm. 
a challenge for the friendships, I think. It's been a challenge for me to to be calm, to listen to where they're at and not so much what the point they're making, but what um what it you know, what's behind it, what's the hurt and what's the angst and what's the what's the the what's going on in that person's mind and heart that I um that I need to listen to and care about. So I, I'm finding that that's been a, a lot of a challenge actually, because sometimes I'll disagree profoundly about some things. And something you mm. said before, Cormac, about um finding people of like mind struck me that especially little things, what we think might be little things like how seriously we take the COVID shutdown actually become really big things to some of us. Like my son's quite vulnerable. And so I'm a, more paranoid than most people, I suspect. Not, not quite mm. paranoid, but I'm more careful than most people. Um, and when I have a friend who seems to be casual about that and wants to, you know, just kind of, hang out in the normal way that makes me even more touchy about that so it it, you know we there's an understanding which needs to be there in friendship and and i need to understand their lack of um concern about that as just (laughs) as equally as they need to understand my my hyper concern (laughs) about it because i don't think either of us are right in some sort of objective way it's just there but there is that point though that you you do raise about um when do you take measures out of, you know, um, I guess you're concerned for your friends flourishing, I guess, overall, um, when you do have to kind of gently try and correct them um, in the sense that, okay, hang on a second, have you actually considered what you're doing here has an impact beyond you? Uh, I mm. saw um, an announcement today from a member of the New South Wales government saying uh, regarding to people wanting to go out and, and basically participate, say, in a mass protest, um, you know, regardless of, say, however worthy the cause, um, there is a, a, a high likelihood that this is going to have real significant impact for people's employment, for people's health. And yep. uh, and it's it's when you have, say, friends who, who are saying, well, this really matters and we need to go out and do this, um, It'd be interesting, you know, in this time where all everyone's a little bit tense and people really want to get outside and get involved in things again, to, to how do you, I guess, navigate that, a tough conversation with a friend to say, actually, this really might not be, you know, the right thing yeah. to be doing. And, and how do you engage with that without, I guess, um, souring your relationship too much? Telling them they're an idiot isn't a good start. Um, but uh, oh, okay. but saying perhaps, is there a... <laughs> Is I told there you, a box. Way- I told you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just say exactly like, um, how can we achieve what you want to achieve in a way that doesn't take the risks? You know, how can we get to the point that you want to get to? I, I hear what you're trying to do. How can we talk through a good way of doing this? So for my, my question about protests at the moment is go, why is this time sensitive? Why does it happen to ha- have to happen right now when we're at risk of everything spreading? Is it possible to do this in some other way? You know, that kind of thing. Can we go about this? In You know, there seems to be too much of an either-or going on in our society. You're either uh, totally with this cause or you're totally against it and therefore, you know, racist or whatever you are because <laughs> you're not supporting Have you seen it. that... Uh- have you seen that meme that was going around that's saying, um, due to COVID nineteen, rioting has been put uh, has been cancelled, so you'd all advise to go home and break your own stuff. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Probably we've exhausted the possibilities of this conversation at this point. <laughs> Any tips on, on friendship, just generally speaking, guys, as the last word on this subject? Box, I'll lead with you. Uh, look, I was just reflecting on the fact that this is an answer to my prayers during ministry, which has helped me to understand people. And I just, I see this now as that opportunity to under, genuinely understand um, the people with who I claim to be my friends. And if they are my friends, then why am I not, why am I instantly wanting to, you know, not hear their problems? You know, it, it, I genuinely now have to try to challenge myself uh, to understand for, for the matter of my faith and, and, and keep my own faith up in doing so mm. as well. Cormac. Yeah, box. Can you give him? Can you give him my stuff back? <laughs> <laughs> what stuff? <laughs> uh, I just want to say, actually, that um, well, box and I have been friends for a very long time, and 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 Peter, you mm. know, it's been wonderful to almost get there with you. Um, <laughs> we're still we're almost right, there. right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I just want to say, I really enjoyed just uh, being able to see you both virtually. Um, uh, you know, it's it's great to great to reconnect, and we should we should hit each other and up for a virtual beer sometime. It'd be great. Mm, yeah. I like the boxes little inside there. Um, virtually <laughs> and virtuously, there you go. Yeah. And Mike, <laughs> can we can we bring Mike in? Can I say that? <laughs> yes. Hello. There you go. Mike, the producer, has been a constant friendship in my life in the last year, mm. um, and obviously before that, but very seriously in the last year as we've produced an episode a week. So it's good to have his voice in there as well. Um, I'd have to say that we're a little bit too tired to habits. And I, I found that finding new ways to express friendship has been a, a, an interesting challenge. Like I used to hang out with my friends in certain ways and I got really surly when I couldn't do it anymore. And I uh, can't have a barbecue. I can't have the friends around. I can't, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And yet, what I've found is that really silly little things, some things have worked, some didn't. Um, at one stage, I was having a coffee break at my normal three o'clock time when I normally either go to sleep or get some coffee, um, as in I have to get coffee or I'll go to sleep. Uh, and I've just linked up on a video chat with a, someone who I would work with normally and just sat there and had a coffee with them, not talked about anything in specific, mm. just hung out as if we would sort of meet in the coffee room. Um, and that's been... A little bit liberating because I feel like whenever I get into a video thing, I feel like it's a meeting. We've got to talk about something substantial mm. instead mm. of just hang and just shoot the breeze yeah. and do nothing. Um, and I've had a couple of whiskey dates with with a couple of mates late at night. You know, we <laughs> raise a glass, oh, half nice. an hour sitting together, have a have a quick whiskey together, and that's been a a good thing as well. But just little things, just sending sending things. A good friend of ours have just had um, a baby and. Um, Sending like it, it doesn't spread COVID if you cook the meal, take it round to them, leave it on the doorstep, <laughs> make sure it's not you know it's covered in the right ways, and and um, yeah. that's that's one way to be friends and and still show you care and uh, not you know not have to spread anything. All right, that's it for this week's podcast. If today's discussion got you thinking, arguing with your podcast device, let us know. If you've got some more tips on friendship, we'd love to hear them too. You can subscribe to the podcast at thiscatholiclife.com.au. Or drop us a note on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Discord. Um, leave us a review on iTunes if you can. That helps other people find our podcast. Remember that this is a uniquely Australian Catholic podcast, and we think that's an idea worth getting behind. So tell your friends. 
Before we go, it's time for shout-outs. Cormac. Yeah, I'd love to give a shout-out to all of our friends who are in areas that are a little bit more locked down at the moment, um, who uh, aren't able to get out as much. You know, we are... Um, we're praying for you. We uh, we think about you often, uh, and uh, we really are looking forward to catching up with all of you on the other side, which there will be, and it will come. Cool. Box. Uh, small business owners, especially those who uh, have to do with a lot of the Australian-owned produce. Um, with the fires and then COVID, it's been really tough for them. I know a lot of them are closing down and everything. So shout out to you guys, but also my Facebook friends out there. I'm sorry, not sorry for my posts <laughs> during this COVID time. <laughs> food, movies, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's food and movies, you're still doing positive things. That's good. I'm going to shout out to those people who are, um, are friends, uh, some long distance friends, but who, who are friends but have COVID and are currently in hospital trying to struggle with that. Um, we pray for you every day and for all of those who are affected by it and we pray that um, that will be, uh, your healing will come and that not very many other people join you soon. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life.